Welcome to Foot Guns, home to the only hype-free investment-based crypto podcast. Satoshi Nakamoto said it was going to happen. You know, I want half a million dollars of exposure to it. Ethereum. And, you know, everybody that's trading this was doing what I was doing today. A 51% attack where the chain split into three different chains. All of a sudden, I have Ethereum in my MetaMask account. And so anything from a regulatory standpoint that stifles DeFi is bad to me. Welcome, everybody, to the Monday editions of Foot Guns. I'm your host, Boomer, the global macro discretionary trader, although I've given up all reason and am super long natural gas to the point where I want to vomit. Joined today by Hal69K, the mysterious crypto bond villain living in a remote location in Caribbean, and our special guest, Crypto Buddy. Welcome, Crypto Buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. Is that your uh, is that your real name? It it is. It's my legal real name. Uh, um, <laughs> I so, I heard I, you you sound like you have like some accent, like maybe like Australian. Am I, is that right? Nailed it. Yeah, Australian. Okay. Um, yeah. I I just I've heard of like some really weird names or like being denied in Australia or tried for in Australia. So I was just like I don't know. Like maybe maybe uh, your parents were just way ahead of the whole Bitcoin thing <laughs> named you crypto buddy. Nah, nick- nickname during nickname outside of uh the crypto world is just literally buddy and so i got really creative and just added crypto in front of it and uh here you have it nice nice yeah i mean uh you know i'm i'm actually a boomer named me hal because of my you know, a tendency to just start going off into rants that uh, no one understands that sound like I'm a computer, you know. No, it's because yeah, your nice. tendency, uh, your tendency to kill astronauts, to malfunction and kill astronauts. Right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so how, how's it going with you today? And, and the thing that I really want to know is how, how did we end up meeting? And that would be like, how, how, how'd you get into crypto in the first place? Yeah, look, day, day's going well, um, but uh, but um, crypto has been pretty much a new venture for me this year since probably February. So kind of late to the party, always been watching it, um, never really gone down the path, just kept getting sidetracked. But once I saw what DeFi was really doing um, and kicking off, I was, again, late to the party, I, I just jumped all in. So we met um, on a Discord here for, with Badger. And once I kind of get interested in something, I dive in and just try to get um, in amongst it and learn as much as I can. And you were very active. So I think we went back and forth a few times to the point where we just started like chatting in Discord. Well, that's so that's really interesting to me because when I was trying to think about like, okay, who is this guy going to be when we get him on here? I did not think that you were going to say that you're new to crypto. And the reason that I, I didn't think that is that you're, you know, you're already deep in, you know, Discord. You found out what Badger is, which, if, for people that don't know, um, Badger is a yield farming strategy in um, the DeFi world where you can stake your Bitcoin and they go out and uh, generate yield, this automatic yield for you. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm just really surprised that you're, you're new and that you've made it this far in because. I feel like most people I know that are new to crypto so far, they've made a Coinbase account 
and then you know they bought some Ethereum or some some Bitcoin or something like that. So do you have do you have other people in your life that are that you know friends or family that that directed you into crypto, or is this like purely just you're just the kind of guy that dives deep into into something new? No, so it so I was looking at Bitcoin in probably 2015 with friends that were doing some uh, illicit behaviors and, and ordering stuff. And uh, and I was like, oh, what is this? I just thought my friends were crazy. But then when I moved over from Australia to New York, um, just, yeah, probably that 2015, 2016 era, I was looking into it, but didn't just go out and buy, but was learning about the technology then, but just didn't put my foot out and buy any. And then probably 2016, 17, I bought a little bit. It went up, it crashed. I didn't think much of it afterwards. I think I went in and bought some like really weird altcoins and they fell and my Ethereum fell and Bitcoin fell. I was like, all right, I'll just let that go for now. Right, um, right. And so, then... you were kind of, so you were kind of like, um, it, it sounds like you, you had a, a sort of similar story to me where there was stuff going on around you in your life that was sort of introducing it to you. But it wasn't until you saw, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the big price rises in 2016, 2017 that you're like, OK, I'll put a little bit of money into this. And then and so then you're about to say and then and then where did you go? Yeah, no. But then um, so to that, my I've got a lot of friends that want to get into it but then i found a really close group that were into it so whatsapp group they're sharing what they're doing um and through that just started diving deep sort of towards the end of last year and then throwing money um in uh, at the start of this year so once i get into it though i dive deep so like you just said i, I went into like I mean, Avalanche as well and with Bic and, and all these other protocols. So really just throw myself at it um, and here we are. Okay, so uh, if you don't mind sharing then like, so so what do you do for a living? You um, do you, how do you, how do you have all this time, you know, to be, it's what, it's 2 p.m. now on a Friday and we're, <laughs> we're on a podcast recording. Not, uh, unfortunately, like my job is pretty laborsome. So I, I do real estate in New York. So on the res- oh, okay, on the res- okay. On the, res- on the residential side there. So um, I so you have flex- it- so you have flexibility in your in your uh, yeah schedule. yeah uh. people have really <laughs> flexibility and, and then they don't and, and then they then they realize they don't have it. But I do have time throughout the day between like appointments if I'm traveling somewhere to to quickly check Discord. Am I missing out on something? Um, do the, I need to make a trade or something? Let me ask you something, crypto buddy. Has um. Have you ever been in a, a place where um, that you may have uh, lost a sale or, or otherwise dropped the ball a little bit in your day job because you were so tuned into crypto? No, not yet. Um, not yet. <laughs> yeah, if I, I don't think the opportunity has come up that's uh, that's big enough just yet to, for me to do that. But I do take my job really seriously. But this is obviously a pretty good opportunity for a lot of us because even though some people have been in this space for a long time, I still feel like it's very early compared to who I speak with and people that I think are pretty smart and so hesitant to get into the market. So I really do want to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to capitalize on it. I feel like this is probably like what people keep saying is like the early nineties for the internet and the people that really put in a lot of time there capitalized. You're in real estate. So how do you feel about the metaverse? Because you know, there's all these people that are like, Oh, it's the, 
you know, it's digital real estate and it's going to be so valuable. And then they're just like, well, just because look, look how look how valuable physical real estate is. So the digital real estate's got to be valuable. Do you buy that or, or do you do you have a different take on it? Like I understand what people are saying with like the digital real estate and property and, and I think it comes down to like anything, right? It, it, we're seeing that communities drive prices. So if people want to spend their time in that metaverse, then it's going to be valuable. We're seeing that through the NFT uh, craze, right? Like someone will just draw anything and if that person has a big enough following or community, it, that, that will skyrocket. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I installed or, or no, you don't install whatever you, I think it runs in the browser. I, I did this like six months ago or something. I went into Decentraland and walked around as a character and, you know, you, you can, you can look at other people's NFTs and, and whatever. And I just found it really boring and have never once logged back in. And I, and I play, I play video games like daily. Uh, so, uh, you know, for, for me, I get that like Second Life has had a big adoption and a lot of people go on there, but, but I think they go on there for more, you know, for more than what Decentraland is currently offering. Um, so I, I don't know, like for me, I could see a way forward would be like, you know, a, 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 an established community online, uh, like, you know, something like Second Life adopting a cryptocurrency and bringing it in. But I don't know, I'm still, I'm still a big skeptic that a... Um, one land square or whatever in Decentraland, like what it sold for like a million dollars or something like that. It's um, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that. So I was just telling this story the other day. My my grandfather was is Greek or was Greek, uh, and when he came to Australia, he was offered two different locations to buy property with people that he already knew there. So that, there was like two different parties drawing into. One was so far away from Melbourne, where. It was like by the coast, but no one lived down there and it was really cheap. And he was like, nah, he went down there. No one, no one goes there. I, I don't know why I'd buy there. So he bought somewhere a little closer to the city um, that was at that time more, more popular and busy. Uh, it turned out that the place where he was looking at was the Hamptons of Manhattan and prices skyrocketed 20 years later, right? So I think it always comes down to like, Again, like the community is like, if you were in that metaverse with probably all your best friends, I think you would maybe have a better time. But I'm probably like you. I haven't logged in there at all because right. I don't think it would stimulate. It would stimulate me enough right now. Right. No, I mean, it kind of, kind of reminds me of like Snapchat. Like I have I have one friend that I send yeah. Snapchats back and forth with. And then like all everyone else just uses, you know, Instagram or whatever, uh, TikTok, whatever, all the softwares that are all competing with each other. It's just like, yeah, well, Snapchat was not really the one. And no, I'm so old. Kind of just like an place. I'm so old for, I feel like if I'd ever joined Snapchat, I'd get like arrested for being a perv or something. Uh, I feel that way too sometimes. So Well, let's, not, let's go. Let's go back to uh, how we met a bit, uh, because I think this is something that's been going on in crypto that's sort of under the hood that no one's paying attention to is the Discord communities that are um, thriving. And, and Boomer, we did get you to uh, install the Discord app on your phone and, and join <laughs> our Footguns Discord. And I, I, I just love what's going on in Discord for the reasons that... Um, 
Boomer was mentioning, which is like this this global democracy. You know, it's it's turning into this space where people are coming together and it, you know, literally voting on things together, discussing things, sharing information with each other. Um, and that you know that that brings me to the specific reason that I brought you on here is you you know you've been putting things into our, uh, the Foot Guns Discord channel, and one of the things you suggested was. Um, you know, a, a way to for me to move funds off of Ethereum onto this um, side chain called Avalanche, and it has all these different yield farming opportunities and this sort of thing. Um, and you know, I, I was I was seeing a lot of excitement for side chain, so I jumped on it and and sent some funds over there and made a bunch of money. And and so so how did you uh, come to hear about Avalanche? Why did you decide like? Hey, let's go try Avalanche versus Polygon versus Terra versus you know, or or are you like me where you're just like let's just go out there and try everything? Yeah, I'm. I'm probably you and I probably sound very similar. I'm. I'm not that hesitant to start something new and willing to throw a caution to the wind there. But I have. I've got friends that have been just nagging me to get into Avalanche for so long. They're you would say avalanche maxis, right? They believe in the chain the, uh, and what and what they're trying to achieve. And I've fought them like so hard, just being like, look, yeah, it's fine. It's it's building out. But I, I did put um, some money in there in, in like in um, March and, and start farming. And then I, again, like just by putting your foot in that door, you start experiencing the different protocols and the ecosystem and, and again, like from them and other discords, I think that is being built out. You do have to filter through everyone shilling their own like bag. Right, um, right. But- I was just going to ask, like, you know, for instance, like I just I spent the last like, you know, three or four years trying to get everyone to buy Bitcoin. And I was right in a big way now. Right. And now everyone now everyone that didn't listen to me is like coming in like, hey, should I buy now? And it's like, well, OK, it's 10 times the price it was when I was telling you to. So it's a lot harder for me to tell you to buy it now. Um, but yeah, like how how do you filter through all that stuff? I mean, you know, it sounds like you have some smart friends that are really paying attention to this stuff and and diving into it and looking into it and stuff. Um, but even then, I, I you know, that's it's, it's hard to it's hard to want to just go. Uh, put on somebody else's trade and that that's 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 you know one of the things that we talk about here um like right it's your trade we 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 just teach you how to not shoot yourself in the foot um so so it seems like that's kind of the philosophy that you've been going with too which is like you have all you have all these friends that are are pretty smart and they're giving you a bunch of ideas but then you're going in yourself and you're analyzing it you know forming your own opinion or not you're not just blindly following them because if you were you you would have just bought in early right and 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 you would have gotten lucky because um the token went up in value but you didn't buy in for any any known reason so if the token had gone down in value you probably would have just sold out immediately or 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 soon because you're just like oh well i bought this because my friend told me to and it was a bad idea yeah 100 percent. so um yeah, that's that's pretty much exactly how I how I go about it. But I I think most of my sort of thesis is really right. Like from the get go, Discord was very foreign to me when I first got into it. But it has been a really big eye opener. But I think you do have to spend a little bit of time there before 
making your opinion on that protocol or the advice you're getting in there because you can enter into any kind of these protocol ecosystems and all of a sudden you see some advice being thrown out there. It seems very positive, but then you start seeing those same names popping up and they're just shilling their products and the information you're getting is not actually real. So I do think that my, my traits that I think are good is not really going into the technical side of Avalanche, Ethereum and, and that aspect. It's more just looking at it myself and then going, I think, where can we be using this? And then I'm like, okay, I, I see the benefit in in that application and then start putting my money into it. I always do put a little bit of money in there. Like you always that use what you're willing to lose. Um, right. Be- right. Because you do learn so much once you're actually involved in doing it. And I probably a little, a little blindly got into dig very early and, and then realize what I was getting myself into and then going, oh, okay, cool. But it was not, a, it was not enough to, to make me walk away from it. I learned about it. And then all of a sudden we've got a pretty interesting product over the last month or two. And you, so you, you just mentioned dig. And so, so for, for those of you that no idea what this is, D I G G it's a crypto token. And that the, our last guest that we had on uh, was working in, on an algorithmic stable coin. What dig is, is an algorithmic, token that pegs itself to Bitcoin. Uh, and yeah, I, I, we, we don't have to go further into it. I just want to clarify so that people. Um, yeah. Can you spin um, on that one? Can you spin on that just a little bit just for the boomers out there? Um, why would anyone want to buy something that's pegged to Bitcoin when they can buy Bitcoin? Oh, sure. I mean, I, I can give you my my thesis on it, which is you, you basically can use it as a tool to get market neutral. So you can, for instance, go onto these DeFi protocols and short um, Bitcoin and then take a portion of that, buy some bit, dig with it and, and provide liquidity. And, and so, you know, you're still taking this this risk of the, um, the, this, the algorithmic coin itself, like falling off the peg. Um, but you're, you know, theoretically market neutral now to, to Bitcoin's price movement and, and you can earn some, you know, yields and, and the yields tend to be really high, uh, right now, at least. What about you, crypto buddy? Yeah, look, that's, that, he, um, I was really much nailed it. That's, that's really what we're looking at. Um, and then at the moment, it's like being so oversold right now that a pure just investment play over the past month or two has really provided the people that got in there a really good return um, that we're going to see hopefully uh, for the 31st of this month. So, yeah, so so for me, uh, one of the, the signals that I saw when all the prices were going down, because I, I, I hang out, I'm in like 30, 30 to 50 discords that I like go in and check and, and read like on a weekly basis. 50? Uh, and there was just, yeah, yeah, about 50. <laughs> Good I, I, Lord, I, I have trouble uh, keeping up with one. Yeah, well, but but... You know, you can you can go online and you can read all this stuff that people want to post about all these uh, crypto tokens and stuff, or you can just go in and see what the developers are saying to each other and what oh, they're saying to their no community, how community I, to each other. no how and crypto buddy, I'm in admiration. I think this is wonderful. Just one observation here, and that is that uh, you know it's kind of I'm sensing this trend that we're getting as we talk to people. How sixty nine k, and that is that. Uh, 
you know, people sort of talk about this is where you put your yellow bucks, right? And um, everyone we talk to, like Crypto Buddy, yourself and others, you guys are actually investing the way people should be investing in stocks. Like you're, you're actually having live the, the version of, and you can request this if you're in your hedge fund or a mutual fund or something. You can actually request to talk to the COO, the CFO, whatever. So you guys are having like live conversations with the CEO of Dig. And not only that, but you're putting a little bit of money in to test the market. Whereas people get killed in stocks and futures and options and everything because they just go all in on an idea without being sort of informed, you know, see GameStop for more. And um, so I guess one of the things, conclusions I'm drawing right now, and maybe this is just a me moment, but is that uh, far from being sort of the wild, wild west, everyone we seem to talk to has a very prudent, um, a very uh, self-exploratory and a very informed journey on crypto and do not place themselves in crazy risk circumstances. And so just, I guess it's not really a question, more of an observation, but uh, that's kind of a moment that I share. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I think that's what keeps the Dogecoin price so high. Like all, all the people that I know that own Dogecoin, like put, you know, uh, some amount of money into it that they were like, yeah, I, I don't care about that money. Like I would have, I would have gone and, you know, gone out to a concert or gone out to drinks or whatever um, and wasted it anyways. So I might as well just leave it in Dogecoin and see what happens. Yeah, um, it's actually like, um, Boomer, just you mentioning that does make me think that I don't put as much time into the stocks that I have at, at the same time. I look at the company and I see, oh, cool, I can see this doing better than where it is now and I'll put money behind it. But I... And putting a lot more research into the protocols that I'm willing to invest in. I think that comes probably from the ease of use of getting to that information. Um, I went down the rabbit hole of looking at smart contracts for another protocol last night just to see they in, in their Discord, they're like, oh, we've got something new coming up, but it is public in our in our GitHub. So if you want to research what's coming up, you can check it there. And I was like, cool, let's see, let's see what's going on. So I went down that rabbit hole. So I think it's probably just easier to get that information, um, which allows us to probably get more inform informed. Yeah, and just a little life hack. Uh, yeah, two, no, I two things you can do. One, uh, they don't really check up a whole lot as to who you are. And if you call up and you say you're so-and-so from some hedge fund, you can talk to the CEO of most companies. I mean, I would say with outside of, you know, the FANG stocks or whatever, but if you've got your eye on a, a uh, you know, a smaller company or whatever, just call up and say, I'm so-and-so with some made up name capital. And I want to talk to the COO about something and they'll just get on the phone with you. Huh? And then a second life hack is um, if you ever have something that's broken um, and this was really useful during early cell phone days because you, no one could figure out plans and how they work and all this other kind of stuff. Go out and go to the investor relations at any company where you're having a problem and say, I'm a very large shareholder. They never check and say, I'm a very large shareholder, but I'm also a user of fill in the blank. Let's say eight Hewlett Packard computers. And you know, this laptop has been nothing but blah, 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 blah. They will send you a new laptop the next day. 
if you try customer <laughs> service, you may go through some hell where you have to fill out forms and, you know, they, they're like, well, it's your problem. You spilled water on it or whatever. But that, that's a little life hack. If you ever want to get true relief in life, just call the investor relations line. Say, you know, I'm invested in this product and I also use it. And it's not working and they'll get back to you ASAP. So I want to introduce a term to you, Boomer, and then I want to hear Crypto Buddy's opinion on this. Uh, DeFi degen. Does, does that, how, how, what does that make you think of when I say that, Boomer? It makes me think of, I get a warm and happy initial feeling. I'm trying to sound like I'm, you know, sampling a wine or whatever, you know, it's, 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 it's uh, so I, I would consider myself a DeFi degen because I will take, you know, some of my funds and quickly move them into a brand new protocol uh, that's promising some high yields. But the only reason I'm doing that is because of I have so many sources now inside of all these Discord channels that I, I you know, I'm getting all these tips from reliable sources. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go get my feet wet. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting my feet wet in a, in a new protocol like every three minutes, three minutes, it feels like inside of DeFi. Um, Crypto Buddy, does that, is that how you feel? Is that how you would identify yourself? Yeah, I I would definitely be in that DeFi degen. I liquidated a lot of things, bridged them back over the Ethereum to to throw it into. I guess it's not DeFi, but uh, a crazed NFT that is going crazy as of uh, late last night. So, uh, oh sorry, going... you, you cut out for a second. What was going crazy? Uh, have you seen? Well, um, it's a little near and dear to my heart, but the Koala Intelligent Agency NFTs. I've I was degening into that late last night um, and liquidating some stuff to make sure I can purchase it. So not in the DeFi world, but obviously a degen never, nevertheless. Yeah, yeah. So I would I would say like a, a, a degen, what the, the term really means is that like you're inside of crypto and you're moving your funds all over the place around the DeFi world. Um, and, you know, no, no real plans to cash out anytime soon, right? It's just... Uh, I mean, you, stable, stable coins are always there if you need them. Um, but really, it's just about like, wow, this whole space is exploding. Um, so many opportunities left and right um, to, to make money by helping people um, test their protocols out. And, and yeah, you're taking enormous risk. I mean, this is this isn't like when people are like Bitcoin could go to zero. It's like, no, th these protocols are getting hacked like left and right. And even if, you know, even if you're with someone that's been audited five times or something, you know, th there was a protocol that got um, hacked after two audits from, you know, reputable sources. So, so the risks are huge. The rewards are huge. Uh, it's fun. It's, it's like, you know, you're learning so much. You're le I'm learning about like things about finance that I had never known or cared to learn about because um, in the crypto world, somehow it's interesting now. And I, yeah, no, uh, I'm very much the same path as you there, Hal. But also, I think for me, I'm really taking note of how comp like these protocols and companies are functioning as like DAOs and decentralized with people voting. And some of it is it is it efficient? Is it not efficient? Is it better? Is it not better? Like like the way of the future. I'm looking at this from just afar, not really being 
like I'm just a user in that protocol and just offering comments here and there. But um, that just seems really fascinating. And then whenever I step out of that world, get out of Discord and I speak to my friends who don't do any of this DGen DeFi stuff, they are just so like blank stare back at me going, what are you talking about? That's just, that's not a thing. It's not going to happen. Don't worry about it. So it's um, it's interesting sort of balancing two worlds because when you're in the Discord, you're with other people that believe in it for the most part. Um, and then you come out to the real world and you want like no one else uh, really seems to care too much. Yeah, it does. It does uh, feel like there are, it, it, you know, it, it makes it feel like the metaverse does exist and it's not like inside of Decentraland or a piece of software. It's just this this secondary community that's forming across the world, um, you know, with many, many millions of people that are all uh, coming together, you know, interested in something new. Yeah, uh, I, I truly, I truly do believe that. Because look at this, like, um, we've probably all just spoken a few times with through Discord and, and going back and forth. But now we're chatting on the podcast, like, I think friendships and, and connections that you're making, just a it almost takes me back to like my teenage years when you're just getting on MSN or whatever it is and you're just trying to get out there, but it's uh, much more educational and, and lucrative, to be honest. Yeah, a lot less uh, ch- creepy chat rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that, was, that was my question for you guys. You know, we talked about the good side of Discord, which is, you know, named Discord, which is uh, a word for disagreement. And uh, have you ever seen situations, you know, not to be specific because they're probably your friends or whatever, but um, have you seen situations where people just go off the rails angry at other people and things sort of break down in the conversation? Absolutely. Actually, that was a point that I wanted to make that a lot of friend groups that I've been involved in and not just friend groups like political groups, different organizations, whatever there tends to be a lot of like thinking within those groups and not a lot of room for discord. Um, and I think something about everyone being anonymous on the internet um, with, with a lot of space in between them allows <laughs> for a lot more conversations that are, are in disagreement. Cause yeah, I would say once a week, twice a week, three times a week, I see all kinds of arguments that go on inside of these discords. What's what's what, give me an example of one that just got out of control? Um, uh, yeah, I there was a couple of people, not gonna name any of them, not gonna name the Discord. Um, but you know, some person wasn't feeling like they were getting the answers they wanted about like you know why this cryptocurrency was useful, and it just turned into like them. You know, you know, cursing and swearing at each other, and not even, um, not even talking about like the argument anymore, and then moving into different channels to like continue the 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 arguments um, to the point that like you know uh, the people that were managing the Discord had to come and tell all of them that you know they were all going to get kicked out if they if they didn't stop, and you know, and then they were like, well, but he said this and they said that, and you know, so I mean, yeah, it got a little bit crazy. <laughs> So you're describing Twitter, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except for you know the the there's a lot of moderators that are hanging around, paying attention that that will come in and sort of be like, okay, let's um, let's get back to critical discussion instead of just name calling. 
Yeah, I, I would I would say that yeah, there's some people have gone down. I think some people do use it as their interaction with humanity sometimes, and they probably take a conversation away from the intended part of it. And maybe I've seen like a political chat just get like go viral in one of the discords. Um, I've seen someone shilling their product uh, or shilling what they have, and someone tries to pull them up on it, and then that blows up. Um, but generally, the moderators have been pretty good. Um, I think for me, I haven't touched the DMs in Discord for a while. Like, you just get so many people DMing you um, on bots and just trying to, like, I guess, scam you. And I I think the first, like, time I was on it, I was, like, I think I copied and pasted to one of the mods and going, hey, is this true? And they're like, nah. And after that, um, I really don't look at it, which was fascinating that we, like, we interacted um how because i was like wait that that profile pic looks familiar that's dm me let me go have a look um because i don't i haven't probably taken the time to really sift through that and uh and and silence it really yeah yeah oh i was just thinking of one more because uh, you mentioned twitter um I, there was a someone in in the sushi swap community that uh, his name's joseph delong it's like really popular on twitter and um uh, he, he was the one that gave the presentation about Trident when Sushi announced um, their next, uh, th th this new AMA software that they're going to be launching um, for, for trading and swapping. Um, so he, he had mentioned uh, to, I think it was Optimism, hopefully I'm getting that right, um, that like they are not going to work with them because um, they were giving some like priority to, to Uniswap. Um, so any, like the whole thing just kind of like blew up on Twitter. Uh, and then I was in the, um, the sushi governance call and, you know, they're just like, uh, so I know I'm sure you guys all saw that. And, um, you know, does anybody have any feelings about that? I want to come up and talk about it. So yeah, it's, it's just interesting. Like that, that is going on. Like I, I just, I've, I've never seen anything like it anywhere else. And I don't, I don't even know anything else to like try and draw an analogy to yeah, I think this uh, that touches on another that touches on what I was saying before. With, I think that the DAO kind of situation can be so useful and productive, but then there's always going to be the people who are on Twitter that are probably just they don't need to have a say that are gonna that do get to have their say as well because of the decentralized nature of it. So it's like, I'm 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 gonna I'm interested to see how this plays out because I think that the really good DAOs have a great system and then some are just for lack of a better word like uh shit shows because just you have so many people in there just looking out for their own best interest for the next two weeks and then they want to get out to the next protocol so it is going to be interesting that it all plays out um and and just just to clarify because we've said it a bunch and um we didn't uh, say what it means but i DAO, for those of you that don't know, is a decentralized autonomous organization. And there, there's no like, it's not, it's not like an LLC, right? Like if, if you want to get an LLC, this is a, a, a defined business structure, right? You, you, you have to go and, and get this label from someone. Um, you can just call yourself a DAO, right? Like there's, there's nobody that's going, it, it, all, it's just the market really at this point is the only police on whether or not something's a DAO and everything's just going up. So, um, you know, there's really no, no one that's looking in right now and being like, which is the best DAO. 
Um, we are certainly. I, I so far, I, I really like the way um, Sushi Swap has been functioning. Just exploding communities. So so many people um, to the point that it's like, yeah, that, you know, people are now complaining about um, sushi having lost their <laughs> their path. You know, it's like, oh, are we a swap? Are we this? Are we that? Um, it's just like, oh, I, you know, from my perspective, it's just cool to see all of that community coming together and all these builders and, you know, artists, marketing, uh, finance people. I mean, I mean, it's it's not just like a, a bunch of tech bros anymore. Yeah. So switching, switching topics a little bit, you know, we like to get off topic every once in a while. Um, what the fuck is the deal with uh, New York real estate? Like. Just period. I mean, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand any of it. Um, you know, been in Greenwich for a long time, but uh, it's just been amazing to me to see. And a friend of mine made a great point. Said, you know, one thing about the New York skyline is it's always changing. However, if Soho used to be a, Dolores Side used to be a place where people went to go do heroin and everything, and. Um, yeah. I've only lived in Brooklyn once and I lived in the Heights and I kind of liked it, but I hate Brooklyn. I'm sure we'll get some good feedback on that comment. Uh, but, but, uh, uh, so, so talk, talk, give me, give me your biggest insight into New York real estate. I know that's a broad topic, but I, I just, I find it fascinating. I watch the little reality, reality shows occasionally on Bravo. Yes, I do. But, but, um, you know, what, uh, what, is it, is it going to come out of a pandemic with the, the Supreme Court overturned the evictions ban moratorium or however you say that? And uh, so with that coming to a close, what, what, what's up with New York real estate? It, I guess like when you kind of started that question, it was like, what's going on? Like it's always building and the prices always seem to go up it is, is what I took from part of that question. Um, my initial thoughts when you were saying it as well where what's going on with all these co-ops that are in the city um because that is pretty unique um to a large city such as new york city um and to be honest it it's just a, a small island with limited space that houses one of the finance capitals and people that have really successful jobs that um that want a very convenient lifestyle. So these developers just, they, they see it and they build it and then it will fall apart if we don't continue to get international money. Cause a lot of these brand new developments do get um, bought out from places all around the world um, as like a store of value. So that kind of ties in with crypto, right? Like if, if there is a better alternative way of storing your value, um, does these, 10 plus million dollar condos that are being built no longer become useful because there are there are places that people have purchased for 70 million and never really stepped foot in them so there could be a, a like a snowball avalanche effect if if that doesn't happen but the eviction moratorium being like overturned that is going to be interesting because around seventy percent of Manhattan alone, of the in of the real estate there is rentals. So we're we're going to see something pretty interesting if that's the case. I know that 
New York did go through a pretty heavy exodus when the when the pandemic happened. So if people were renting, I know they just left um, and just went either uh, to a nice vacation spot and rented at a place and just and, and left their rentals. But um, people are coming back. The start like this year, um, people are buying up real estate very quickly back in Manhattan. So back to the the blue chip neighborhoods. West Village, Chelsea, Tribeca, Soho, like you mentioned, Greenwich, like these neighborhoods, people want to be back in there um, because they want to get back to that lifestyle. Through summer last year, all the restaurants and bars having outdoor seating was actually quite pleasant for people to still be out and about. So I just, I don't think you can ever destroy New York. It just changes, like you mentioned about Soho and the and Lower East Side. It just will continue to change. And it'll be different from one generation to the next, but I think it's here to here to stay. Yeah, it's funny the the blue chip uh, neighborhoods you mentioned. Uh, our work, you know, when I lived in New York in the uh, late nineties, we weren't even on the radar screen. I mean, no nobody nobody knew anyone who ever went to Chelsea. It was either do, you know, would you take the risk of buying on the Upper West Side versus buying up on the Upper East Side? So yeah, it's definitely yeah. totally totally changed, and I think there are good analogies there between crypto and how uh, you know something that is pretty obvious, right? I mean, the the fact that you're got a high population density area, and you've got these old warehouse buildings in the form of Soho, and having the imagination to think, well, these warehouses can be used, or the meatpacking district, or whatever these can be used for housing. I mean, it was a pretty obvious trade, but nobody put it on for like 40 years. I mean, Greenwich Village was just sort of a ragtag group of people or whatever. And now if you buy a townhouse there or whatever, you're paying up east side prices. So it, it does have kind of a, a good analogy to crypto. So bringing us back to crypto, how 69K, are you ready for word association games? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. So crypto, buddy. First one. Stock to flow model. First thing that comes in your head. Bitcoin. Oil. Uh, violence. China. That's the superpower. ESG. Over talked about. How are you going to need? Um, yeah. Uh, let's just do Cardano. Interesting. It's interesting. Um, I actually listened to your, lot, your most recent podcast, and um, I think you both and everyone on, on, on that podcast spoke about it really well. My, my brother is very heavily invested in Cardano, um and i've been trying to get him over into the ethereum bitcoin avalanche part of the world um because that's what i know like i know like solana and, and luna and and polygon are just doing really well as well but um he's a cardano maxi and so they have a very strong culture in there like we we're talking about before but actually haven't done anything yet so it's um it 
it's coming to an end though they have to do something in the next couple of months with smart contracts and everything and then the next one would be nft game changing i think it's amazing i don't think that it's the nfts that people really think about that's going to be the real game changing even though like i'm buying them right now for some fun investment sort of flips and 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 holds but um nft i think of it in my business real estate you own something property you wanted to show that you own it um it's going to play a, a pretty huge part um in that way so am, am i am i correct that you also bought a big pp condom i did i did yeah I boomer mean, did 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 i tell you about this so, oh, oh, oh yeah uh, but please tell a... please tell the listeners yes yeah, yeah, there was a, a recent uh, community that you can join their Discord. It's called Big PP Dow, um, and they created <laughs> these these really nice images NFTs, you know, of um, condoms. And you know, most of them are of just the wrapper, and the wrapper has like artwork on it. Um, I think I think I paid like a hundred dollars or something for each one. Um, but then, to my surprise, and I think. Uh, crypto buddy if, if this was a surprise if this wasn't a surprise to you let let, let me know but no, um, it was a, it was a surprise yeah the the big pp dow has purchased a bored ape which is a uh, very popular nft and then they've fractionalized the ape and are going to airdrop a portion of the bored ape to all condom holders oh, God. <laughs> stop I don't know how to. I don't know. How I can't process this. My boomer brain. I. So again, yeah. this is why the term DeFi degen right, comes in. It's the uh, just. I mean, I don't know. I'm. I. I can't necessarily tell you that I'm like long this, but uh, I certainly am participating in it because I want to see what happens, and it's it's crazy and wild and fun to be a part of. It's like it's yeah, like you've I translated the I video game into finance because like a lot of motivation in video games is like I want to get get behind the door, you know. It's like I want to get to the next level, right? I want to I want to see what's behind this door. I'm curious. Curiosity, curiosity. Yeah, is yeah. It's a, it's the gamification layer. Yeah, it's a gamification of finance, right? It's like I mean, Robinhood, Robinhood, trying to do the same thing. I, I think crypto is doing it better. Yeah, absolutely. I've got to thank you for that, Hal. You you posted that in a Discord, and I was like, "God damn it! I'm not going to be the only one without a big PP in this Discord." So I'm going to go buy one. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and I did. I was not going to think much of it. it. I think it was also I missed out on the um, I missed out on the really big drop the day before on NFTs because they all sold out in like seconds, and gas shot up to like. 1500 bucks for the transaction so i was just like i needed buy an nft today and you just happened to put that in there but i think the gamification is something that my wife talks about a lot she looks at it at my computer when i'm doing trades or in the protocol and she's just like this looks like a game and i'm like yeah but i i think it's the people that are either my age or a little younger that are just have have just come around to understand it why not create something that they like from either their childhood or something that they can rally um, a, around a, a group that would be familiar with it? 
and it does look like a game and everyone talks and i think that holds some people back but to some others it just allows them to ape in really and just to jump in because they are very fond of that theme all right so one of the things we've noticed with uh, our one of the things we noticed with our software is that it, it it's bad to begin with. We tried eight of them, but uh, things kind of drop off after an hour. It gets even worse. We kind of lose podcasts at this moment. Um, so I think we'll we'll wrap it up here. Our editor will cut out this little aside and um, and everything. So um, uh, yeah, how do you have anything? How do you have anything else? No, we're at the end of my list. Okay, great. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This has been the Monday edition of Foot Guns. Thank you especially to our special guest, Crypto Buddy, for his insights on a whole variety of things. We will be back later in the week, and we'll do this all over again.